Welcome to the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Thank you for joining our weekly discussion around grief, mental health, and overall personal wellness. The Grief Bully Podcast will serve as a vehicle to help you navigate life's journey. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the podcast with anyone in your life that you think it will help. Let's bully grief together. What's up? What's up? What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Today is Monday, November the 30th. I am back in the studio, rocking and rolling, ready for another episode. Listen, listen, I am just looking forward to this. I have so much to say, and hopefully I can get it done in such a short amount of time. I am coming off of some seriously raw grief emotions, so you guys are going to have to definitely bear with me today. But I want to encourage you to subscribe hit that subscribe button right now to the YouTube channel so you can get all the notifications, hit the bell as well. When I'm dropping new content, I've been working on some new projects, some really cool content that's going to be coming out soon. So you definitely don't want to miss that. So hit that subscribe button, drop a comment if you love the episode or any of the other episodes too. For that matter, I would love to certainly hear from you on those. Make sure you share with a friend the episodes, what we're doing, all the content just help us with this movement and just pushing forward. So before we get into the episode, I definitely want to thank our sponsors, BetterHelp. They are an online counseling organization that can help you with therapy from the privacy of your home, comfort of your home, text message, phone call, video chat, what have you. They do not take health care, but they're very affordable at about $65 per week. And with my link, trybetterhelp.com forward slash the grief bully, you can receive 10% off your first month. So again, if you're not sure where to turn to going through a tough time in your life and you could benefit from professional therapy or counseling, I certainly want to encourage you to do that. I think it would be a great asset to your life. So again, that's trybetterhelp.com forward slash the grief bully. So let's just get right into the episode. I want to just cut straight to it. So something I was thinking about. I wear so many different faces. I can never be put into just five stages. I am the deepest of sorrow. I am agony. I am anguish. And every other synonym that you can utter from your lips, I am not joy. I am pain, but we can coexist. And I know I could be scary because I am a reflection of the part of you that no longer exists. I am a remembrance of the pieces that you miss. And I am in those tears when you begin to reminisce. And I can be as cold as that last forehead kiss, I am grief. So I wanted to start off this week with that. What I've been doing more recently is just diving deeper into the topic of grief in my own life and what that looks like. And I've been striving to bring that to life, to give grief the opportunity to talk, to give grief a voice, if you will, And so that was something that I started doing. I shared it on my social media and I had a lot of great feedback with it. And we're going to dig deeper. We're going to go there. That was just the introductory. But I want to talk about what I said in it. So when I posted it on social media, I didn't go into it. I didn't elaborate what it really meant. I kind of just left it as mic drop. Here we are. Introduction to grief. And I was a little little rusty with my spoken word and just kind of coming back out of retirement with that. So I think for for that part, it was it was decent. But the part that I said in the beginning, and I'll, I'll go a little bit slower now and, and break that down. I wear so many different faces. I could never 
be put into just five stages. So if you've been following a podcast or if this is your first time listening, I, Jay Nicole, the grief bully, am not an advocate of the five stages of grief. Do I believe that we experience those emotions? Absolutely. But do I think that grief can be put into just five stages? No. And also, I don't believe that those stages we experience linear and they're not just from A to B. And it's not something that we can put into a general space, if you will. It's something that is so unique that I'm not quite sure how we can even make that attempt. And so when I was putting this piece together, and I wanted to be sure, I'm trying to keep them under a minute, 30 seconds would be actually perfect. Just kind of hit you with it and go from there. I'm like, what is grief to me? And what has it been in my life? And I'm like, it wears so many different faces. So that's where I started. And and I brought that up too, because right now, I currently, just when I'm recording this, came from viewing an old, no, child, not old friend, he is my friend, a childhood friend's body. And where this comes into play is that the last two losses that I've experienced, him being the second, and recently I lost a family member, I didn't see grief show up in my life how it normally does. And that kind of confused me. If I can be transparent, which I think I can do with you all, you guys have been nothing but supportive to me on my journey, so I think we can go there. It kind of frustrated me in a way because it was like once I felt like I kind of had a grasp on how grief showed up in my life and how I moved through it and how I handle it, it changed. It changed. And so when I talk about it wearing so many different faces and the unpredictability of it, that's what I mean. And this is crazy that why would I even be baffled when it didn't hit me it didn't hit me or show up differently in a negative way. So what I mean by that is I didn't become caught off guard where I became super sorrowful and super emotional. And it, it just wasn't like that. And that is what scared me. I am an emotional person. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'll cry at almost any time. And I, I've cried for people that I've never met more than my emotions more than I'll say that my emotions were, but more than I felt, because I think it's important that things can be present in your body and in your mind, but you might not necessarily connect with it just yet. But more than I felt for these last two losses. And I'm like, man, what is going on with me? Am I becoming numb? Am I becoming disassociated with my feelings when it comes to grief and loss? And so for the last couple of days, or actually I would say now in two weeks, but then just find out about my most recent loss of my friend, I'm like, what is going on with you? And and the reason why it's scary to me and why I think fear is also a part of the grief journey is because it was unlike myself. And so how many of you out there that are listening to this have had grief experiences after the death of someone or a loss in your life and you didn't respond or react the way in which you thought you normally would and, and maybe it scared you? Because, because this is what scared me about it this is where I'm, I'm really going to peel the onion back here with you is am I losing more of myself? I had to really sit in that. Like, are you losing more of yourself? And then where some of the anxiety comes in that tug of war that I'll probably eventually get to. And some of my other spoken word pieces that you have is okay. Am I changing in that way in terms of becoming more 
not more cold because I'm not a cold person, but becoming cold, numb, or is it a, a testament to my growth? Is it a testament to my ability to cope better? Am I growing in my grief? Am I becoming more familiar with the process of loss that I'm able to process loss? So I'm hoping that that's making sense, but these are the things that I've been struggling with over the last couple of days and this morning solidified because I, again, hadn't really shed any tears. I felt, so I found out on Thanksgiving and I was driving to take my mom some food. And so I was kind of trying to keep that spirit up and stay in a good space when I got the text message about it. But then when I got the message that showed me his picture on the death announcement, I was like, whoa, but it, but that was it. It was just like, whoa, and this is someone that I cared about. I've known him since I was a child, and I'm just like, okay, what is going on here? And I was able to just finish my day and kind of go through it. But then last night I started having anxiety, and I started feeling different emotions in my stomach about it, and, and I'm like, okay, am I going to go to his view, and am I not going to go to his view, and am I going to go to his funeral? What am I going to do? And so I've never really struggled that much in that way of not being in tune with my feelings and my emotions. And so let's fast forward to this morning. Let's talk about grief showing up in so many different faces. I pull up and I'm getting closer. Actually, if you will, my GPS says two minutes. I'm like, you had 120 seconds to figure this out. Can you go through this door? Can you see him dead. And I know dead is a scary word for some people, but for me, it has become a part of my life and I feel super comfortable saying it, but that doesn't mean that it's not scary when it's said or thought, if you will. So I'm like, are you, are you going to go through the door just because you drove here and you pulled up? Cause now when I was down the block, I could see, I could see the hearse. So I can see that I'm close to this moment. I'm close to a moment that I am familiar with. And it's like, do you go? Are you going to cross this line? Are you going to actually go through with this? Jay Nicole, what is going on with you? Really, at that moment, it's more of a Coley moment because that that's what he called me. And I pulled in. I pulled into the parking lot, taking a few deep breaths. I get my mask on because that's, that's a part of it now, part of us, if you will, for now. And so even once I went through the door, you still don't, directly see the person so I I'm like okay all right I go through the door and I'm standing there I'm, I grab a few tissues because again it's unpredictable you don't know how you feel and I and I walked up to him and I'm and I'm first this is the thing this is something too that I, I find very challenging when it comes to paying your respect and it comes to someone's celebration of life or funeral or wake or whatever you prefer to call it is when you walk up, you see a, well, I saw, and I've seen this at other funerals I've been to, mainly all of them, you see a collage of pictures or you see the plaque, which is what he had. There wasn't a collage of pictures at the time. His funeral wasn't starting. The plaque that they have with the person's name, their date of birth, their date of death, and then a picture. And this is the thing that tripped me out. And I hope you're with me. Follow me here because this is something that is raw. It's raw. I'm just coming to you with this. 
And so I saw the picture of him smiling, the man that I know, the young man that I know, handsome, amazing smile, an affectionate smile that I'm familiar with. For me, that's him. That's him, right? This is on my right side. So then I turn slightly to my left, and now I see his dress shoes, and I see him going up. He has a suit. And then now my eyes meet his face. And this is when things started to change. I'm like, wow. I, like, no one was with me. I was by myself, so I, I didn't even have anyone to say anything to if I maybe would have said anything, but I couldn't. I was just stunned. I was stunned. And you want to have a certain level of respect because this is a person that lived and someone that you care about. But I was just shocked because it just it just did not look like him to me. Can I say that? And and this is no shot at anyone. And I think that this is something that we've all experienced when it comes to losses of loved ones is that I just went from seeing this picture to my right where he's smiling and just full of life. No matter what he was going through in his life at that time in that picture, I could only see the smile. And now I see him laying in this casket. And yes, it's him. But like it's not. And so like the only things that kind of helped me there were that he did have a smile, an expression of, of a smile. So I felt like, okay, he's it's kind of reminding me of him. And then I see, <laughs> this is a little funny, he had like a unibrow. And that actually like made me feel a little comfort as well because it was just like a funny thing that he, he had that and never like tried to fix it. And so I was just like, okay, this is him, but it's not. And like, what do I do with that? I took a few steps back physically. I, I literally stepped back and then I'm like, wow, <laughs> what do I do? And so I, I, I felt like I needed to touch him. So now I touched him and now I'm like, why did you touch him? Now you, now this is taking this complexity, if you will, of this experience. I will call it experience that we all experience to a different level. So I leave and I'm, I'm walking out and I'm thinking to myself, I'm happy that you went and you paid your respect. But then the other part of me is like, why did you go? Why did you do this? Like you just added to the grief journey, if you will. And what I mean by that is that if I had not gone, I would have only saw him in my head for the rest of my life as the young man that I've known and the face that I've saw and that I'm comfortable with. But now all I can see in my head is him laying in this casket. And that, my friends, broke my heart. Broke my heart. And now I'm driving through the streets of the city and I feel that feeling that we get in our throat. And then the tears start to come. And so I guess part of me is like, okay, Jay Nicole, you're not numb. You are human. You are there. But grief is tricky. So although I didn't necessarily change, the way that grief showed up in my life this time around, this particular experience and encounter was different. It was like, I guess a word I can say is it feels, because I'm still in the feeling, I'm still currently in the emotion, 
it feels delayed. It feels delayed where normally for me, it's like, boom, right on impact. As soon as I get the call, as soon as I get the message, as soon as I find out instant heartbreak, I feel shattered. I'm crying. I'm just whatever, not feeling well. But with this, it was delayed. And I don't know what's to come with this loss or, or any other losses. And I think that's where, again, grief has so many different faces. It can never be put into just five stages. It is the deepest of sorrow. It is agony. It is anguish. And every other synonym that you can utter from your lips, it is not joy. It is pain, but we can coexist. So that part of it, learning if you will, to have joy and pain coexist is what I think I'm getting better at doing because I was able to process enough, still deliver the food to my mom, still come home, still have Thanksgiving dinner and still have a good evening. But all at the same time, right here in the back of my mind is the fact that I just found out that my friend died. But I, but I, it didn't cause me to just stop everything I was doing. And so I believe you compartmentalize to an extent and I don't feel, and I'm going to be honest with you because some of you could be thinking, well, maybe I was in denial. I'm not in denial about it. I'm, I'm hundred percent on board that he died. So that, that wasn't it for me. And I didn't feel angry. I, I, I didn't feel those stages. And I know that you eventually go through it on your journey. You you will experience that maybe depending on the loss. But that's my point is that not everybody will experience every single stage that they talk about with every single loss. I just don't agree with it. And so it was kind of almost to an extent perfect timing that I created this spoken word piece and that I experienced grief in this way in a different way in a way that I wasn't familiar with. So it's like, okay, grief, like, let's keep doing this dance. I guess we got to get to know each other because I thought I knew you. That's power right there. I thought I knew you and then you tricked me. And then you show up, showed up in a way that had me to move on my toes. It had me to feel a little uncomfortable. I'm like, yo, why didn't I cry yet? Why am I not feeling like this? And so I want to encourage you too, as you're moving through your grief and it might not even have to be with multiple losses but the same loss showing up the grief showing up within that loss in different faces you're not crazy that is real that is a real part of our life that is a real part of our journey because as long as we have life there's going to be death and so it's no point of us shying from it it's no point of us running from it but lean into it I started being aggressive in my thinking with this I'm like yo grief what are you doing do I not care about these people? I care about these people. Why can't I feel that I care about these people? So now I'm like, okay, why do you feel like you got to just associate sorrow with love? Okay, that's a whole nother podcast episode. I can't even go into that. But why am I so conditioned to feel and align my pain with my love? So if I don't cry, I don't love you that much. If I didn't fall apart, Maybe it doesn't matter to me, but that's not true. I do love these people and I do care. And I am going to have to be open to how grief shows up as I move through the next couple of days or weeks or years or what have you. It's still a fresh wound. But I wanted to offer that to you today because I think that's so important. And I think that sometimes when we're on a healing journey and we feel that we are healed, we might connect that and and put that together with not having pain present. So because I'm healed, I don't feel the pain and I don't believe that that's true. 
And I'm going to be honest with you and tell you that I'm still working on what healing means to me and what healing looks like. And so healing for you and what it looks like to you is going to absolutely be different as well. And that's why it's super dangerous to compare our grief and our journey and our process to anyone else. And it's also dangerous to compare it to the loss before. As I've exemplified before you today, that it's so unique, it's so mysterious, it's so frustrating at times because it's like, why am I doing all of this work when every time I have to do more work, it gets tiresome. It does. And so I'm going to continue to just try to lean into it and to be as absolutely open as I possibly can with this. And I, and I encourage you to do the same thing is to be patient with yourself and be kind to yourself because I started getting frustrated. I started being like, man, like you don't even care. I know you haven't saw him in a long time, but so what is celebrities and people that I never saw before ever that I felt more of an instant emotion and impact. But now as I was leaving the viewing with all of this in my mind and just memories start flooding and conversations that I've had with him and just so much disheartening feelings, I felt the tears come. So whatever that means to you, I certainly hope that it can help you in in one capacity or another. And also I've had conversations about his life with some folks and it, it brought me to another point too of, the importance of getting help, the importance of talking about your life and your journey and not feeling shame behind it, not feeling shame behind your emotions, because it's so important to deal with things at their root. It's actually, that is important. You have to sever things is what I meant to say at the root before they continue to show up in your life as patterns that essentially people can then deem as your personality and just who you are. And so I don't know who that's going to help today, but whatever you've been running from and whatever you have been fearful to face, just like I said about grief, is that I know that I can be scary because I am a reflection of the you that no longer exists. I am a remembrance of the pieces that you miss. I am in those tears when you begin to reminisce and I can be as cold as that last forehead kiss. I am grief. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. And hopefully I'm not scaring you in a way that you'll retreat, but I want to scare you in a way that you will thrust forward and you will feel like I've got to attack this part of my life. I got to do the work here because I want to have a joyful life. I want to be able to thrive in my life. I don't want to continue to repeat certain patterns and show up in relationships and jobs and all of that stuff as this same person that has all of these pieces that have never been addressed. Don't let that be your story. Don't let that be your story. Let's continue to heal. Let's continue to grieve and grow and lean into all of our emotions. So I want to jump into our In Love and Memory segment. It's a part of our show that's very important to me to make sure that we humanize our loved ones and we say their names and that we give respect. And this week, Our In Love and Memory segment is going to go out to my childhood friend. There they go. The tears are starting to try to come up. My childhood friend who I've known since I was, I I don't even know, maybe let's just say five, four, five, five maybe. And he grew up just down the street. We grew up just down the street. Well, he he came down the street. I'm sorry. His grandfather lived down the street. So he, you know, kind of like a weekend thing. And my grandmother lived on the opposite corner. So 
we grew up, him and my other friend Lloyd, and we just kind of played it in the neighborhood. And I remember a time where he punched me in my nose and it started bleeding. And I'll never forget that because I was kind of, I was a tomboy and I was trying to like bully the boys and like push them around. And he kind of let me know, like, listen, <laughs> chill out. So I'll never forget that with him. But all of our encounters in life have been absolutely pleasant. He's someone that will always have a special place in my heart. And, and so this week, our In Love and Memory segment is going to go out to Abdul Pollitt. Actually, his name is Abdul Ab, but he did not care so much for that. But his name was Abdul Pollitt. And may he rest in peace, which is weird for me to say, but may he rest in peace. And I send so much love out to his family and to his friends. May they continue to just lean and rest on the love of God. So... Our love and memory segment this week is going on to Abdul. Rest in peace, King, until until we meet again. So that is that. And I want to go into our an inspirational boost, which is a part of our show, where we give a quote, something thought-provoking, something to give you, offer you, just a little gem or a nugget, if you will, for the week. And as brought to us by our sponsors, Adina J Designs. They make, create, and inspire us through decorated apparel with signs, custom tumblers, and all that good stuff. So many things going on right now for the holidays. Get your holiday gifts in. It's amazing. Follow them there on Facebook and Instagram at Adina J Designs, A-D-E-N-A-J-A-Y-D-E-S-I-G-N-S. So this week it is, it's important to do what's best for you. What, whether people approve of it or not, this is your life. You know what's good for you. And remember, self-love takes strength. I love that. Self-love takes strength. You need an abundance, an abundance of self-love, guys. So much self-love and compassion on this journey. It is a lot. It can be super draining. And if you can even probably feel it, you can probably feel my grief. You can feel, I feel a somber wave over me. And I'm going to shake it. I'm going to push through it. But you can probably feel that and that's real. And I'm going to honor that. I'm going to love on that. I'm going to love myself in that. I'm going to love myself through it. And I want to encourage you to do the same thing. Never feel ashamed about the extra love you need to give yourself. Never feel selfish when you put boundaries in place to protect yourself because you need that. You need your strength. Listen, it's been another episode of the Grief Bully Podcast. I've enjoyed being here with you because it allows me to be vulnerable and it allows us to hopefully connect more. And most importantly, I hope that you can see yourself in my story. You can see myself, yourself in my journey and that it empowers you. Because if nothing else, you know that you're not alone. Guys, listen, you already know <laughs> I hang out the most on social media over on Instagram. It's my home. So definitely, please never hesitate to reach out to me. Follow me there at I underscore AM underscore J Nicole. Guys, till next time, you already know. Love and light. Peace. Thank you.